Welcome back to the Crusty Cast, everybody. After this long-awaited quarantine pause that we've taken, um, kind of not ideal for starting out a podcast, but we had to work through it. And I'm here joined again with Kyle Sikowski. Kyle, go ahead and say hi. Um, I know you've been on here before, but uh, how? what have you been up to? How you been? What's going on, guys? Uh, I've been fishing a lot. Uh, I've been getting through this quarantine by fishing. I just moved, and I just graduated as well. Uh, hey, congratulations. How many years did that take you? Oh, four. Four years. Four years. You're lucky. Of bachelor's. You're lucky. <laughs> but uh, in about a, five days, I believe, we're starting up uh, the master's program up at UT still. So uh, it's going to be fun times. What are you going to master's for? Social work. Social, Social work. And that was your, I'm guessing, your regular degree. Yeah, that was my, my undergrad too. Gotcha. So yeah, like he said, he's been fishing during this quarantine. He got kind of lucky. I got put under kind of basically a lockdown in my household, which I wasn't even out to get being on. Ugh. Wasn't even able to go out to the lake when the walleye were hitting good. I was able to go out there a couple times with my friend Hunter. Uh, Hunter, if you're listening to this, appreciate it. And uh, we're going to hit it up soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we got some big bags of walleye on the lake um, before the quarantine really hit in place. And I know Michigan has been under very strict guidelines with their boating and everything. Kyle, have you been affected by that at all? I have because one of my uh, one one of the guys I go out fishing with a lot, who uh, I met the past year, um, he fishes only in Michigan and he's Ohio resident, and so he wasn't able to bring his boat up. But also, I wasn't able to fish with him because once you were able to fish, it had to be with an only a family member within the same household, uh, which kind of sucked. But we made it through the pretty much all the guidelines are lifted. You can still only have one person uh, with outside of your household, but. We're on the water and we're uh, we're kicking, but I did hear about the your your fun that you had down at the Wami and uh, all those big bags you guys were getting. It, they were hitting hard. Yeah, the, the so Lake Erie, um, kind of like my hometown water for walleye. It's kind of like just the easiest place to get walleye anywhere where I'm at. Um, the population in the lake has exploded in the past couple of years. We've had a couple of rough winters where the walleye run down the Maumee River have been very slow. So then that allowed a lot more walleye to breed, and there are just billions of walleye in the lake now. And even this season, since the main walleye run is kind of over, there's still tons of walleye in the river, and people are still catching them even during the white bass run. Uh, personally, I only got three out of the river this year because uh, I went a lot. I run really early on in the river uh, when it kind of wasn't hot, right when this whole quarantine thing was starting and lockdown stuff. But then, luckily, my friend Hunter took me out in the lake a couple times. We got into some big fish, and he's yeah, I saw that. He's been killing them on the lake. Yeah. Still is. Yeah, I um. I saw, I know you and some of the other guys were out there really early and you guys just weren't getting them. The current was really bad, but I know they shut down the park, like parking at the public parks for fishing. So that made it probably even more difficult to get down there. Yeah. The local police department, I, th- I believe it was local police. Um, they shut down like parking at the river. So you can still go to the river as long as you don't park in the, like the Metro parks. Um, but then of course people trying to make money. Um, which I mean, I don't really blame them, but at the same time, it wasn't in the best sense. They were, you know, allowing people to park on their property for like money, like five, ten bucks parking. So when the cops tried to get the groups group scene to go away, people were just out in their front yard selling their property, basically. Twenty bucks a pop, you can stay overnight. Really? That's you what heard? I. That's what I would do. Dang, I, I mean, twenty bucks a pop. For stay someone, overnight. for someone that really loves fishing and didn't really care about the whole virus or whatever, like, hey, that's kind of like a steal if you, you know, get that, in there. That's and a fish. steal, dude. You stay in your car overnight. You got nothing to do. You're probably off work. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Twenty bucks pop. I know. Yeah, Kenny and I and um, our friend Ben has also um, been up to the river early on. We <laughs> we struggled hardcore in the river Barris? early on. Yeah, Ben yeah. Barris. He actually uh, he went out. Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and he got a double up where he not a double, but he got a white bass and a walleye. I saw that on his Instagram. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. He got the best of both worlds uh, during the run. 
Yeah, I know the white bass is trying. I love the white bass run. It's just catch, 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 catch. If you can, if you can find the right hole. Um, but yeah, like for him to catch a walleye and a white bass on the same day, same stringer, just shows you how many walleye are still in that river. No, they're packed. I mean, and you got to think, especially everyone thought this year for the walleye run was going to be absolutely killer, and people are going to be taking stringers out full, which they did once they were able to, but. That hurt the population even more because they just kept funneling on through and you weren't able to catch your limits constantly. Uh, so maybe next year will it be even better? Oh, next year's going to be <laughs> uh, next year's going to be better too. There's and with the whole COVID thing, it really stopped a lot of fishermen from coming and fishing like they usually do. Yeah, I mean the lake, the river's still full of walleye. It's going to be still full of walleye. I think for the next month and a half, it's not going to be like the run where people's limiting out in a half an hour with six fish. But that lake is going to explode again, and I would I wouldn't be surprised if in the next two to three years that the limit goes back to ten or even eight, up to eight. Yeah, it's at six right now, um, all year round basically. Yeah, I know some of the guys that uh, I work with who are diehard walleye guys. They you know they're older, so they're a little bit more um, prone to get the disease. And if it were to happen, uh, worse things you know they'd probably die yeah uh, just to be frank they die um that is the whole risk with the covid thing yeah, which is why they're they, all trying to restrict the like, yeah, groups you know yeah and they they have boats and i mean they wouldn't even they're not even going out to erie yet they're waiting so and they're big walleye guys who would go out every single day um and catch their limit in four hours but they they're not even doing that so that's yeah that's that's what's going to make the lake i think blow up especially if we can get a good winter next year where it you know thaws out when it's supposed to it's going to be hot for the next couple oh, yeah. of years. I this, completely agree. Those last three seasons of bad winters and this season of like you know COVID, it's going to set the lake up for success very, very, very heavily. Oh, yeah. So I'm very excited to looking forward to the next couple of years of walleye run. Yeah. But, Kyle, I know we're both bass fishermen by heart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I know you just went on a little tackle run. What did. What did you end up picking up? Um, I picked up, uh, really, I was stocking up for what I'm using right now. Also getting prepared for spawn. Uh, cause that's coming up quicker than what I anticipated. Um, I know in the South, the spawns kind of already happened. Yeah. It's all post spawn right now, pretty much. But right now I know I was talking to uh, Shane and he was, uh, catching some fish on beds yesterday. Um, so that, that gets me a little excited. Our water's still a little bit colder where I'm fishing, but, um, I, I got some, uh, thunder crickets and i've got some jackhammers i picked up some of my secret bed baits that i like to use Your secret bed baits secret bed baits we're not going to disclose them but uh just creature baits and such like that um i had to pick up a couple uh tackle boxes i've uh, been getting into big swim baits lately and i needed a new box for them and uh i bought a lot of line because i needed to respool so we uh ended up getting a few bundles of line uh well- I know you love line. You bought me that one spool of like 5,000 yards or whatever. I'm still using it to this day. Yeah. And you still have your ammo crates full of line back I at do. your house. Yeah. I do. I just bought it. I don't a... understand why you needed to buy more line. Um, so I, I, I use line a lot and I typically re-spool okay. every month uh, just because of how much I use it, cutting off, breaking off, uh, yeah, different d- things like that. Especially during the wall I run and you cut yeah. off the retire leader, that line goes so, fast. And with being mainly a shore fisherman, uh, if I get snagged, I typically lose a lot of line. Um. So, uh, 12 pound was something I needed and I ordered some, uh, I don't know, maybe two months ago I ordered some online. Uh, some of the stuff I, I loved to use in previous seasons, uh, that was discontinued and I found a site that had them. I bought it. It was very old, very coily, 17 pound breaks, like eight. Uh, so I had to pick up, you know, some line to replace 
the mistake I made of buying old line. Yeah, I just got some new fluorocarbon that I want to try. I got like it was a sniper fluorocarbon. It's so good. So far, I love it. Um, I need so to get good. a new crankbait rod for sure, though. I have a little like six eight medium heavy, yeah. and that thing this does not have the whippiness to launch no. those lighter crankbaits. No, I I might be able to might I might be able to sell you something. I don't know. <laughs> I might be able to. I've been looking at other crank rods. Um, I love cranking. That's some some of the stuff I picked up. I also picked up some jerk baits too. Um, but uh, yeah, I need. I have an addiction. I'm obsessed with tackle. If you see if you his will. garage, you guys would understand his like it's an actual addiction, and yeah, not like a hobby. Yeah, no, it's it, I'm obsessed with tackle. I right, let's be honest. How much of your paycheck a month um goes to tackle? We're not going to disclose that. All right, yeah, his girlfriend's in the room, so we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, no, we ain't <laughs> talking about that. Uh, so we we spent. I I typically don't like to tell people how much I spent, but um, I do spend a lot of money on tackle. But I typically use all of it. But at the so. same time, you, you it's you're basically your biggest hobby in oh, the world. It's I mean, like, it keeps me out of trouble, man. I you I could be spending my money on a lot worse. Yeah, very much so. You could be yeah. spending my money on a lot dumber stuff too. A lot I mean. dumber stuff. I mean, we live in Toledo, which is a capital for uh hardcore drugs you know i could be spending it on that but instead i'm i'm going to a tackle shop and dropping like 50 bucks 100 bucks whatever i don't think anybody would disagree with that option that yeah. alternative yeah so it's either heroin or uh. <laughs> heroin or fishing tackle oh, what gosh. do you want you know oh yeah i just i ended up picking up a bunch of creature baits too i love flipping i think flipping's my favorite style of of um fishing especially with like uh, sweet beaver setups. Oh, yeah. Who makes the sweet beavers? Uh, Reaction Innovation. Reaction, just, just yes, yes, yes. Those are uh, my, without a doubt, my favorite style of fishing. Putting sure. on a you know three fourth ounce bullet weight with a creature bait on it, flipping it into heavy vegetation. That's my my favorite. Oh yeah, especially especially right now, those creature baits, the uh, the beavers are so perfect because they have such little action when they fall down to where it makes those finicky bass really just pounce on them versus the, um. Uh, like a rage craw, which has a lot of fluttering mm-hmm. to it. Um, typically in the colder waters, it's not going to be as productive as like a beaver bait yeah. would be. No, I love using the, um, I love using the rage craws on the back of my swim baits just cause it gives it that nice little kick in action. Oh yeah. I know that I've seen some, I've tried some, um, trailers on swim baits that don't, you know, they look like they give more action, but I've just always had more success with the four inch rage craw yeah. on the back of like a, I think it's like a five, five eights swim bait. Or uh, swim, jig. swim swim jig, yeah. yeah. Uh, than anything else, I just love those rage cross. I love basically anything rage, but definitely the reaction innovations beavers are my absolute favorite creature baits to throw oh, for sure. to flip into and throw for sure. Uh, they're they're absolutely fantastic. You can't go wrong. Some of the best colors you can get. Uh, Tramp stamp being one of them with that black and blue and the green pumpkin on the other side. It's it's ridiculous. I've just always been a fan of just straight up green pumpkin with a little bit of red flake. Yeah. Some would say watermelon, but I don't think it's that much of a watermelon. I think it's more so just an accent of red with the green yeah. pumpkin. No, they, they, I mean, they all have their, they all have their uses, you know, they all have their times. I and... do hate how much they, how easily they fall apart though. Yeah, but that's a give and take, right? Yeah, I you'll mean, have that with you, the better baits. Yeah, with the better baits, they'll fall apart. Cheaper baits, they'll stay together unless it's Z-Man Elastac or anything like that. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. dude, I got some Z-Man, um, Ned Rig. Uh, you know, worms or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And those things are so stretchy. I can't even get them over the hook keeper because they just stretch past it. Yeah, that's one of the problems that I have with Z-Man plastics. Um, when you use their net heads, it's not bad. Um, I don't know if they made that perfect, whether you could do that. But if you use like a standard net head, um, whether that be Eagle Claw or I think Mustad's making their own now. There's a ton of different brands out with Ned Rig hooks now. Uh, there's a million um, different companies. Millions, for millions. Any 
application of fishing now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it gets a little bit more difficult uh, when you have something with a really nice hook keeper on there. Um, one of the baits I've been using or Ned rigs I've been using recently is, um, made by my buddy, not you. You have your own coming out <laughs> that I'm dying to use, but, uh, they're made by my buddy and he uses a really nice hook keeper, but the Z mans do not slide over them. Yeah. Uh, and that's, but he's making his own plastics too. So gotcha. he's making them perfectly for his plastics. That makes sense. And you got to do, I mean, that's like maybe Z mans marketing strategies. It might be. They fit the best on their net heads. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, can't disagree with that. It's a perfect nope. marketing strategy. <laughs> it, it is a perfect marketing strategy. But I've noticed on your Snapchat, you've been going out um, on a boat with your buddy a lot. What have you guys been trying to go after? Bass. I mean, okay, obviously, yeah. but like, what are some of the tactics you guys have been using? Um, what's, uh, what's the fish been doing in the, the waters? The last time we went out, uh, maybe two weeks ago now, um, we, uh, I was throwing a jerkbait um, in a Texas rig, and... It, the jerkbait was absolutely killing it. You were throwing them off points, um, just a shallow diving one. I was using a Mega Bass uh, Vision 110, uh, which is a little pricey, but he was throwing another bait. He was throwing a shadow wrap, and uh, it was not doing the same. And I, I definitely caught a little bit more fish than him, but it was jerkbaits on points right on the drop-offs. Same thing with a Ned Rig. We were throwing a Ned Rig a little bit. I wasn't getting the bites that we wanted, not getting the bigger fish. The jerkbait's yeah. definitely running the bigger fish. Um, and I caught that 33-inch uh, northern on it, yeah. which he choked it. I mean, it was in between his whole jaw uh, that he wasn't. I was afraid he was going to take it from me, but uh, luckily he didn't. Dude, I always love hooking up on a pike. I hate it. I love it. I okay, it. you hate it. I love I it. If it. I was in a tournament, I might hate it if it snapped me off. But, dude, when you... You're fishing for bass, and you just get like just smashed by that pike. It's when you're throwing a <laughs> your sphincter tightens just a little bit. When you're throwing like a jackhammer, that's fifteen dollars, or when you're throwing a Vision One Ten, that's twenty five, or a Lucky Craft or a Jack Bro, hot range. Take, the Z Man uh, chatterbaits are worth. I think are worth their weight in gold. More, I would rather buy a five dollars Z Man than a fifteen dollars jackhammer. See, I used to think that until recently, until like the last couple of weeks, and I, I do still buy the regular ones when I'm just bouncing around, don't know really what I'm throwing. Um, but when it comes to, I know exactly where the fish are. I know they're gonna hit. You know, I, you know, I know they're gonna hit a, a chatterbait. That jackhammer man produces more fish. My buddy got one in a mystery tackle box, and I tr was trying it out, and I was like, I don't really, you know, it must be because, you know, also, you fish, I, th I would say, more than me. You experiment with a lot more tackle than I do, but I was like, I don't see the difference really in these, in yeah. these Z-Mans versus the jackhammers, see, but I'm, also, it's all application-based. It is all application-based. The one thing I've noticed about the uh, the jackhammer that's a little bit different is well, how I like to fish a chatterbait anyways is I reel, get it, let it sink a little bit, I reel kind of slow, speed it up let it go back down, kind of slow it down. And that's where I get a lot of my strikes is when I come off that speed, that high, high, high speed retrieve to then go and slow rolling it. Mm -hmm. I really get a lot of my bites then. And with the Z-Man uh, jackhammer, it kind of does like a dying motion. When you slow roll it, it has a really steady retrieve straight, almost really straight, which a lot of people don't like. But when you speed it up, it has a really good erratic motion that just goes side to side. And then when you kill it almost, and you just, slow it down real back quick, it off a little bit back yeah. it off a lot i mean you're not slowing it down gradually you're drop almost drop dead dropping your speed it has like a fluttering motion as it falls down which is why i fell in love with the jackhammer um that might be what have been like okay so yeah that might be the difference because i know like dying bait fish that's what they yeah. do they have a spurt and then they kind of just flutter back down yeah. they have a spurt so yeah. when they have that they flutter back down that's when that bass is like 
You know, yep. my time to shine. Let me, yeah, let me and I that. know, I know, uh, a lot of people won't spend fifteen dollars on a, a bait, and I get that. I think it's 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 kind of asinine, um, but it does have its purposes. And I've noticed also with the jackhammer, um, it, it doesn't rise up when I burn it. A lot of chatterbaits will rise up in the water column, which then makes it rise up on the top, and it looks like a damn buzzbait. Not what I want. So I've noticed that with the jointed, uh, yes. jointed chat. I hate the jointed chatterbaits. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Do they Actually, do that. They do that yeah. even when you just slow roll them. They in just the, in the video right that we were talking about before this that I that I posted, I talked about that chatterbait that I got in the box. It does the same exact thing. So I had to come up with a different way of fishing it to uh, kind of react, like to adapt to the it rising to the water column, because uh, I hate that. Yeah, I was I was confused. I thought it was something I was doing, rigging it up wrong. I tried a couple, of, and they just every time it just would come. Was right it the up. lunker hunt? Uh, I think it was a lunker hunt. It yeah. was a while ago that I I never touched it since. Yeah, continue watching my video, and you'll see exactly how I fish those. I was I was not very happy. Go ahead, give yourself a shameless plug real quick. Uh, I actually on the last podcast I did, I gave myself a shameless plug on fishing the borders. I ended up changing that because a lot of people thought I was fishing like the actual border of like Mexico. It makes sense. It makes sense. It like made I can sense. see how people would say that. Yeah, but when I described it to you, you're like, wow, you really do fish the border of Michigan and Ohio. Mm-hmm. But well, we I know it. you and I know where you yeah, live. Yeah, so um, we ended up switching over to Obsessed Tackle um, because I am obsessed with tackle. You might have gotten the plug a couple minutes ago when I was saying, <laughs> you know, when you're obsessed with tackle. Um, but yeah, we switched over to Obsessed Tackle. I just posted my first actual fishing video. I had an unboxing uh, I done, did before, but I haven't been posting because I've been so busy with moving and uh, uh, finishing school and everything. That's so. the same with me. I haven't been able to record a podcast yeah. um, with being in lockdown, quarantine, the warehouse being closed down. I mean, it's just, it's been a rough time for, I, I mean, small creators trying to like yeah. start and then this whole thing happens. Yeah. You really just got to stay motivated and get back into a full swing when things can, which is what I'm trying to do right now. So For sure. I get it. You respect the grind, man. You got to respect the grind. <laughs> you got to respect it. You know, I was just thinking, you said that I might fish a little bit more than you and I, I, I think I do. Obviously. Um, And you, you said I get to experiment. I live literally 20 feet away from a marina that I get to fish. So anytime I want to try out a new tactic, I'm able to, and the water's pretty clear. So I'm able to see how baits actually move. So that's, a, that's yeah. how I actually experiment with that's all That's a big advantage to see it's what a, actually works and what yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, it's a big advantage. It is a big advantage. But, dude, I, so I just got um, my two new Enigma rods. I and then we went to the show, and we saw Enigma, and I fell in love with them right away. But, no, I got their, I got their rods in the mail, finally, and I've been... The same when I saw him at the show and haven't been able to see him since. I fell right back in love with him. I got a seven three heavy um, HPT and then a six nine drop shotting HPT spinning rod. And dude, they're I mean, back to the show. Like when we went to the show, I fell right back in love with them. Those things are they're phenomenal. nice. They're nice rods. I'm not. I'm not. I won't lie. They um they came to me uh, with a pro staff offer when I was at the show. I was working the show at Novi this year, and they were we were talking. I was talking to the guys, and they they offered me the pro staff, and I ended up turning it down because. I um I fish so many different rods that I would hate to be a walking billboard for a brand that yeah. I don't necessarily support every single rod that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've reached out to certain brands, uh, trying to come up with a deal, and actually been reaching out with the University of Toledo, uh, trying to get them some deals on some rods. And uh, I, I just there's so many rod companies out there that make really one series of rods that is actually fantastic, but then their other series are just not that great. 
So I'm still trying to find the balance of what what ride yeah, companies. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like for me, um, I know you've again with your fishing everything and with, my obsessed how, tackle. with your obsessed tackle and all your rods. You get to try out way more different things than I do. I do. So I, when I fell in love with these rods, I I was in love. That's like yeah. all I can say. So I'm I'm looking way forward to trying out more of these rods, but I can definitely see your perspective on it. Um, yeah, they have a good jerkbait rod though. I see. They I are, only have their seven three heavy for jigging, and then I got a yeah. drop shot rod. But I'm hoping to get a new crankbait rod, and I gotta get some reels now. I'm thinking. I about, think they have a they have a glass rod, don't they? Yeah, they have a they have a whole glass series. Yeah, go with that for your cranks. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. I just need one to you know whip out those lighter crankbaits. You know yeah. those um, cycle lures that we got for at the show. Those yes. uh, crankbaits, yes. those square bills. Yes, I love that guy, Scott. Yeah, Scott Wilson. That's his name. Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Well, Scott Wilson, there's your shout out. <laughs> Scott Wilson's a great guy. He makes he makes beautiful, beautiful crankbaits. Yeah, uh, I think fantastic. most of them are square bills. Most of them are square bills, but he'll do he does jerk baits and he does swim baits. He's a custom custom he's, guy. He's a custom guy. He does a lot for um Ohio State. That I so I saw him like three years ago at a show. We went back last year. He was there again. And again, I just I bought two more of his crankbaits from him because they're just they are beautiful go They're give fantastic go definitely give that guy a look on instagram facebook i don't know what he's on facebook's the only thing i facebook. see him on psycho uh, he, lures right yeah psycho lures but you i think you have to just look up scott wilson and i think scott that's where wilson. all of his stuff is he doesn't have a website or anything which is kind of sucks because i want to be able to see all of his stuff but man he's gotten some beautiful designs on all of his cranks now uh i they're fantastic. I used his so much because he, he doesn't make his own cranks. He just paints them. Yeah. So you can send him anything. You can send him Vision 110. You can send him DT4, DT6, whatever. He'll paint anything for you. And um, I used it so much, I actually broke it, and it got filled with water. And it was the Emerald Shiner color. I I'm used not sure it. what all colors he has. Yeah, it was a discontinued color. And I, was, I used it on Erie only. And it, emerald it, shiners are amazing oh, at Erie. Man. Anything it, emerald shiner on so, Erie. It's the best emerald shiner color I've ever used in my life. Yeah, the guy, like, I'm not lying to you guys when I say this guy makes beautiful, yeah. beautiful crankbaits. I'd um, love to send him this podcast. So I, I think knows. I might have to after this point. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was trying to use his. We had a little 2v2v2 tournament at Delta Res. Uh, I was with Malachi, yeah. Kenny, and his, uh, two, both his brothers, and then his brother brought a friend. Um, it was so windy that day. That yeah, trying to launch to that light crankbait, dude. That was fun. That was you fun. You tried just get to get together, me out there, and I was like, "Dude, it is seventeen miles an hour on Erie right now." Because where I moved, I live right by Erie. Yeah, seventeen miles an hour, and you want me to go out to Delta, which is there's no coverage in Delta. It's the, just so open. I will say that the lower reservoir was nice. Oh, I was, I'm sure it yeah, was. The lower reservoir was nice, but we fished upper, and I was even telling Malachi, like, "Hey, we should." The, the lower looks like hot. But oh no, we ended up fishing the upper. It was it was windy, but it was just nice to be back and fishing with those boys um, again. But you know, I was trying to launch that light psycho uh, crankbait with that six eight rod I have, and it yeah. just man, it just was not cutting it, man. No, I just could not could not get enough speed on that. I backlashed every time I cast oh, it. God, I was so mad. That's I just terrible. put it down and didn't use it for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's that's one of the things is I have uh, three crank rods, um, and. Three plus three. two times four. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have three crank rods, and I have one that's super whippy, one that I whip out my DT4s, my DT6s, anything that's really three eights or under. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that's meant for anything that's like a half or above. Um, it actually whips out 1.5s really well, too, but it's a great 2.5 rod. 
and it's a, a great mid-depth uh, rod as well, um, which is nice, but it kind of sucks when like, I go out with Malachi. He says, hey, you bring three rods, and it's like, I know cranking's going to be on, but I don't know what cranks. Is it the DT4? Is the DT6 going to be on? Or is it <laughs> the 2.5? What's going to be happening? So it's a, it's a, it's a good problem to have. I don't, I don't know. I have never had that problem. I have four rods, and I can bring all four rods wherever I go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good problem. Uh, but no, no. That, so right now I use the, a Daiwa. I forget what even Daiwa is. I got it like probably seven years ago. Okay. Um, it's an amazing crankbait rod. I, I think it's it's not a glass, but it kind of feels like a glass. Like it has a that nice. Yeah. It has like that ni- really nice parabolic bend to it. I love it for crankbaits because you need something a little heavier for it. Yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, I gotta definitely get a new cranking rod for sure. I love saying the word parabolic. I, I, it's love one it. of my favorite words in my vocal- vocabulary now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I, a lot of my rods are parabolic because I fell in love with it. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it they all have their advantages. You know, I wouldn't use a parabolic rod for jigs. Uh, yeah, obviously, you need that backbone. Which is I mean, why I guess you could. I mean, you could, but like that's why I've lost a couple fish off yeah. a swim jig is because my rod's too flimsy. Yeah, which I listen. Sure. I listen to um, you know, Malachi. Shout out to Malachi again for uh, making fun of me all those times for not having the right rod. <laughs> oh, dude, it's Malachi knows his stuff, man. He uh, the rod I use for swim jigs are it's a seven foot one, have medium heavy, extra fast, and it's like it feels like a heavy, but it's like the perfect balance that I can drive those stout hooks in perfectly. That's what Antonio was telling about um favorite rods. He says like their their medium heavies kind of feel like um heavier rods or whatever. Um, so it's kind of feel like there's no industry standard. I feel like for medium, heavy, heavy, light, whatever. It's it's kind of just by brand. Yeah. I feel like St. Croix has the best, um, medium, heavy rod. I would say, uh, like the best I'm air quoting truest medium, heavy, how you would think a medium heavy would act. See, I've only used St. Croix spinning rods because I used to make a lot of custom St. Croix um, because I got a pretty good discount on them. Um, but you know they discontinued that whole program, so I'm yeah, kind of mad. Yeah, you can't even buy those blanks. Yeah, I know. You have to just yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've only used St. Croix spinning, and dude, I love the St. Croix spinning though for jigging for walleye in the lake. Yeah. I finally tried out one when I my buddy Hunter at the lake. Dude, those things are awesome. I gotta they say. Are. Um. You know when you go from like a St. Croix, and I was really big on Ducket, and I'm starting to move away. Um. But the Ducket rods, they're medium. I have a, a heavy, and it feels like a medium light. It's perfect for what using, I use um, it for. So in your video, I saw the ducket you're using. That's like, is that the Jacob Wheeler line? The blue and white one? Yeah. Yeah. That's, Those his, are, that's a sick color scheme. Yeah. That's that's his cranking rod that I was using. Finish the video and you'll see exactly what the specs are on that. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it that rod's fantastic. That's actually my like, I use it for 1.5s if I have to, but uh, it's a fantastic rod for um, 2.5s and like mid-depth cranks. What are those psychos? Are those 1.5s or 3s? 1.5s that we got. But we got he'll, the 1.5s? Yeah, but he'll make like the 2.5s. He'll do anything. Malika yeah. was asking me that. I just couldn't remember if they were 1.5s or 3s. Yeah, they were 1.5s. Um, I want. I, I need to look to see if he has any 3s because 3s are kind of hard to find. Actually, I really want a 2. So like you have your 1.5s and you have your 2.5s, and it's hard to find like a 2, and it's like that perfect middle. I would only throw that if I could. The perfect middle. <laughs> perfect middle. Well, if anybody has a, a 2... Foot like diving, two, no, two foot diving square bill. It's just like a, yeah, just like a, it's amazing. I don't know. Hit me up. Let's uh, let's get something happening. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy some. I'll buy a lot. Um, yeah, I'll buy so a box full. Back to like the reservoir though. Malachi's boat. I first off, I love Malachi's boat. 
Dude, I've had so many memories on Malachi's boat of that engine dying on us from when Malachi and I were fishing our first kind of uh, just kind of makeshift tournament together yeah. on Hudson, um, where it died on us and we got floated off all the way into Lily Pads to get towed back. To when me and Kenny died on us and I had to swim us back to the lawn. You just swim? I mean, it was warm. I didn't really have to, but I was like, ah, let's do it anyway. So I jumped <laughs> off the boat and swam us in. And then um, on the Delta Reservoir, it didn't 100% die, but I was up in front paddling to try to get us up there yeah, quicker. When, we, when me and Malachi went out uh, a couple weeks ago, we had, ran into the same problem. Uh, we also used it all day, though. I mean, yeah. we, were, we were out from... His battery's been put through yeah, some it, stuff. It's rough. But we, we were paddling, and we were leaving biting fish, which killed me. But the wind was pushing us so far against the other part of the lake that I, I caught like a... He's like, hey, grab the trolling motor. And I'm like, all right, fine. And he, because he had a fish on. And I just start casting out because I'm like, I'm not going to not cast. And I hook into a five pounder. And I'm like, dude, can I just turn this? I need to turn this off. I need to land this fish. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is crazy. But yeah, I, it, his battery needs to be replaced. So Malachi, replace it. We're working on it. Don't worry. Me and Malachi got something in the works right now. But um, Reservoir, where me and Malachi were at with that little 2v2v2, how many twos can I get in there? But um, we were fishing, you know, I couldn't get that, the wind was so bad, I couldn't get that crankbait out, which I thought, it, the crankbait would probably kill them. We finally found a grass patch, we were using net heads, and in an instant, I got a big old strike on my uh, net head, didn't yeah. get a chance to set the hook, line just snapped. So I was like, really? Got a, it was, uh, so there's pike in there, so I'm guaranteeing. In the upper? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Antonio caught a pike, so... <laughs> Antonio was supposed to come with us. Yeah, and then he went out like 9 o'clock in the morning. No, he went out at 5.30 a.m. Oh. <laughs> so we were talking, and I was like, yeah, Delta Reservoir, 5.30. Neither he of thought us, it was in the morning. Neither oh. of us thought to even, like, because I didn't think to clarify, and he never sent me a message trying to clarify. I mean, at least sent me a text at 5.30. I was asleep. I woke up to one at 7.30. That's my alarm set. And he was like, hey, let me know you guys get the ramp. I go, that's in like, I, then I put it to my head. I was like, oh, my God, he's there at 5.30. <laughs> Is he mad? Um, Antonio, if you're if you're listening to this, I don't know if you were mad. I would have been a little mad, so I apologize. I would have been heated. But he did just get a new kayak, so he was able to fish with his new kayak. So I don't I don't know if he was too mad. So Antonio, I want to publicly apologize again for that mishap. <laughs> actually, uh, I, I I hit up with Antonio the other day. I've never actually met Antonio. You got to meet Antonio. I, he seems like a great guy. I hit him up on the UT Instagram. Yeah, and uh, I I don't think he knew who I was at all. And uh, I was like, hey, let's go. I'm, I'm trying to go fishing. You know, I'm out. I'm not catching any fish. Like, do you want to do something? He's like, yeah, sure. You know, la da 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 We ended up not going out. But, yeah, I've never met him. I've never oh, met he's him. a cool dude. Yeah, I need to. But we all got to, when the weather kind of breaks and this whole, everything opened up, we definitely got to go to, like, I think Devils and have a little, have a little something That'd up there. That'd be fun. There. I'll take, uh, with, I'll be with Malachi. Okay, that's fine. I'll be with Kenny. <laughs> all right, that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, like. I just snapped off right away, and I was just sitting there like, what the heck? And Malachi's like, dude, that's probably a pike. So I was like, oh, this pike going to get the work now. So I was like, trying to catch this pike, and I ended up catching a little 15-incher. We made the we made the size limit 14-inch for bass. Malachi caught one that was, we're going to say it's 14, because it was like oh, maybe like a cheating. centimeter. No, we took pictures of it. It hit 14 on the board. With spread, you were pulling it? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, then we got one that was 15, so we won the tournament with like, 
I don't know, what is that, 28 inches? Jeez, <laughs> dude. Jeez, oh, peace. So as Kenny will chirp in, he'll say congratulations on the 28-inch win. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've yet to fish with Kenny, too. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, you flake on us. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About that. <laughs> well, it sucks now, too, because I'm in Michigan, mm-hmm. and you guys are all down there. I'm an hour away from Malachi's house. I'm like an hour away yeah, you from you. you kind of did definitely move way out of the way. But I moved back uh, to Monroe just because the I like the fishery a little bit better there, and there was a few other reasons, but uh, fishery is a little bit better. I don't disagree. You can, <laughs> you can hit on Ohio waters all you want, but I don't disagree that Michigan yeah. has better waters closer to the border than Ohio does, except for Erie. Yeah. I would love to go to St. Clair. I went, to I, Saint, I went to St. Clair uh, about a month ago. Yeah, I know. I was jealous. Yeah. How'd you guys it, do up there? It, terrible. Really? Yeah. And it was kind of funny. So the day before, I went on a Friday. I ended up skipping class. Uh, we had virtual class. I ended up skipping it. And So did you really even skip? I told her I was going fishing. <laughs> I just would have not <laughs> logged in. <laughs> I just told her I was. I, I logged in, said to her, hey, professor, um, I'm going fishing. I'll see you next week click like i I didn't care and she's like oh okay well the day before was actually my buddy's birthday and i was like hey why don't you go i have stuff to do on thursday and he's like okay cool they ended up catching like 50 fish all like three pounds plus smallmouth i go we catch 12 fish I did catch a four and a half, which was sweet. Four and a half smallie. That's Still not my though, PB. Like, I mean, a 12 fish day, like that's not terrible. It's terrible when you realize they had a 50 fish day the day It's before. also terrible when you realize you're on St. Clair. And the day after, they had another 50 fish day. You just, you're bad at fishing. I'm just, that's I, I, I might say. be. I might be. I don't know. I feel like, you know, electronics are a luxury. I mean... I've been fishing without <laughs> electronics for so long. We're like, it's nice to see the depth. The depth, of the, I think nice. the, the bare minimum, I think that you could say you need is just depth. That way you can find drop-offs, grass, and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say, I would definitely say a mapping system would be the best. Um, just because you can find the points a lot mm-hmm. easier yeah. and then uh, finding everything else. I, but when, when we were on St. Clair, we used, uh, we used mapping completely uh, because you have to. Uh, St. Clair, isn't it like just... What's the max depth on St. Clair? Is it I have like no idea. eight it's feet or first, something? No, I have no idea. No, not it's, it's flat, though. It's real it's, flat. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I know St. Clair's real flat. That's why the wind, when it kicks up, it's, you know, it's when it rains, it pours. Same thing with Erie. It's so shallow. When it rains, it pours at Erie. But Erie's still like 40 foot. Yeah, Erie is deep in a lot of places. But St. Clair's, I thought St. Clair was man-made, too, for a logging, logging lake. I don't know. That was the first time I've ever been on St. Clair. I oh, loved really? it. Yeah. Besides the fact when we got out there, we were driving 60 and two-footers. That was terrifying. Yeah, I bet. That was absolutely terrifying. Your, buddy, never... your buddy must have some balls, you know? Yeah, he um, he, he's crazy. Average, yeah. average depth is about 11 foot, and it looks like the this is saying the deepest is 27. I feel like it's a little bit deeper than that. Uh, I know, I know St. Clair's shallow. It, it's pretty shallow, yeah. I mean, for what it but is. That's also why it's amazing for smallmouth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, though, moving off of St. Clair, um, obviously we're both fishing right now. What are you, what are your go-to tactics for this time of year, this water temp and all like all that? Um, so if you'd asked me a week ago, it would have been just a Ned rig. Okay. What were your tactics for last week? (laughs) Well, for yesterday, I went out yesterday we had probably a 60 fish day. Um, we were throwing, uh, chatterbaits. We were throwing cranks. We were throwing Ned rigs and drop shots. Um, 
what else did we throw? We threw some swim baits, um, some small paddle tails, 2.8s, um, which is really good for this time of year. If you don't want to get skunk, throw a 2.8 uh, little Kitek on a little swim bait head on a spinning rod. Yeah, you'll smash them. But uh, drop shot was really efficient yesterday just because we found a, a point where it was drifting. Uh, so we were allowing it to drift up into the structure, which is the bass were just hanging out in the structure. Uh, and so we were popping them uh, one after one. They weren't very big, but we definitely got on quite a few fish and then the chatterbait brought in the biggest fish biggest fish that we were doing um just slow rolling it speeding it up slow rolling it throwing a jackhammer with a little rage menace on the back uh rigged vertically um so it kicks side to side uh, instead of up and down and uh we were throwing uh some texas rigs so we were throwing different baits uh whether it be a shaky head bait uh just as a worm for a finesse again letting that drift kind of just drifted in there with like or a finesse yeah. <laughs> um for just a yeah like a finesse profile and uh we'll let that drift take it again and then when we found some other structure that was a lot closer we were just pitching in a craw or a beaver bait um and just allowing them just dead sticking it just though. flutter down yeah we're just dead down. sticking it yeah. too so um especially with those beaver baits there's not too much movement on them like we talked about mm-hmm. um so we were pegging them uh, we were throwing that three eighths ounce and then pegging them, which allows the weight not to move back and forth. Something I like to do with beaver baits, um, beaver baits don't have that much action. So when you peg it, it falls down much quicker. Uh, it doesn't kind of flutter. It just falls down quick, which allows those, uh, appendages to move a little bit more versus if I'm using like a rage crawl or something like that. Sometimes I don't, um, necessarily always peg it or sometimes I'll move the peg all the way up and it allows the bait kind of just to swirl down a little bit, uh, more looking like a dying craw i guess yeah i feel um, like when you're definitely bed fishing I've, I've i mean in my experience i've always had luck when i peg them yeah it gives it that more dominant yes. nature and then when it's kind of like post spawn i've always just kind of let it flutter yeah flutter down to get that nice just soft presence yeah. like hey come eat me i'm dead and that also has to do with the water temp yeah. you know i mean you know typically when it's spawn or pre-spawn the water temp's really cold and then as you for large mouth that is um but then when you move up into the warmer waters that peg kind of gets moved a little bit farther back um which allows it just to flutter down a little bit faster and especially when you're bed fishing and you're throwing it on there and you're letting it just fall right on their bed you want that dominant presentation where it just falls directly on the bed and you don't move it yeah because whoever's guarding the bed's gonna you know that's gonna be a threat that they're just gonna want to take care of right away and actually a, a tactic i learned was instead of shaking the rod up top like with your reel typically that will move it off the bed so you knock the rod down at the bottom because of that little bit of yeah, like just line the, whip. It's like yep. kind of walking a frog, basically. Yeah, like so when you knock it at the the butt end of the rod, it doesn't actually move the the rod forward. It just gives the line a little bit of movement to bounce it up and down, and it's a killer way to catch some spawning fish. It's like I know Malachi can walk a frog. Like Malachi loves frogs. Malachi loves. Frogs. Yeah. I just bought two frogs today because I was <laughs> like, you know what, I'm gonna outfish him on frogs this year. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think so either. <laughs> that dude, frog fish is like, crazy. dude, his frog rod is the oldest thing ever, but it's amazing. You don't need much for a frog rod. You just need a little dude, bit no, of tip and some he, backbone. I think he broke that rod in perfectly oh, yeah. for for frogging. <laughs> yeah, I've yet to feel it, but from everything everyone tells me about it. It seems like one of the most perfect frog rods you can get. I think it's a fiberglass rod, not Do even you? like a composite or a glass. Oh, I think God. it's fiberglass. <laughs> um, I actually just bought a new frog rod this year, so I have to break that in, which I'm not really happy about. You're not happy about having a fish? No, the having to break <laughs> a rod in. I hate breaking rods in. But anyway, what's your so what are your tactics going into, like, say, now, next week? 
Um, it's definitely going to be seeing. They were definitely pre-spawn where I was at yesterday. They okay. were they were munching. Um, we found the shad. Once you find the shad of the bluegill, bass will be around. Yeah, uh, that's something to always remember. Um, where uh, if there's no bait fish, there's typically no bass. You find the bait fish, you find the bass. So uh, going into next week, um, definitely going to be you know trying to find a little bit more beds because I know they're going to be working on them a little bit. Um, and then throwing like the whites, the pinks, the yellows, stuff that I can see directly into the water and being able to um, try to get them early. Um, but throwing a lot of jerk baits still um, and trying to find a little bit more uh, healthy grass coming up with the chatter baits. Um, it's a great, this is a great time to catch pike. I don't like to, but it's a great time. The water temp's still pretty cold. They're really active. So finding those grass flats will get you some good pike too. Even just, you know, cover for bass. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Any kind of, I love that, um, I don't even know what kind of grass it is, but I love grass. Grass fishing is, is awesome for it, swim baits, uh, spinner baits, anything. Spinner baits, chatter baits, liplesses, you name it. Anything. Grass is, fantastic. grass is awesome. Yes. But I cannot wait to start using some of like the, you know, um, how Malachi was catching them deep a while back, the football jigs, um, like the, the, the bottom baits, bottom yeah. bouncing baits. Oh, I cannot wait to start using those. Yeah, I've been able to, where I fish a lot, um, the bottom baits have been on mm-hmm. uh, heavy. And I was throwing a jig the other day, like last week I was throwing a jig. Uh, it's a little small, small profile jig. And um, they were hammering it. They were hammering it, and I can't wait to bust out my big jigs, my big heavy ones, to fish a deeper water, and just start ripping some lips, man. <laughs> in so the video, um, it's one of the funniest parts of the video. It's one of the last clips of me fishing. Uh, I set the hook so hard in this fish, it goes flying out of the water. <laughs> flying out of the water. And it's it's pretty funny, um, but I, I get the whole setting the hook hard, but yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's, it, is, it amazes me every time. It does. It definitely does. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Say your last uh, last couple words. No, I think we covered a good portion for our first podcast. First back. podcast back from the quarantine. Yeah. Um, hope I can get some more and back on the schedule for you guys. Um, I like doing these. I hope you guys like listening. Um, so once again, check out um, your YouTube channel, Obsessed Tackle. It's on YouTube. Uh, are you on Facebook, Instagram yet? Instagram. Uh, it's just my regular Instagram, uh, Kyle Sikowski. Uh Give me a follow on there. I'd appreciate it. Not Facebook. No, that's my personal Facebook. I won't add you. <laughs> and then Psycho Lures, if you guys can find them somewhere, go check out their stuff. Um, amazing, sure. amazing crankbaits. Um, yeah, definitely go give those guys a, ch- a check out. He's made down in Columbus, too. I think he's from Columbus. Yeah, I believe so. So he's a, he's a local guy. So if a lot of Ohio guys doing it, support the local guys, um, which always helps. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.